Hey, okay. What's going on, everybody? It is Friday. I just had a good, good traveling conversation. So it's 5.30. You know how we do every Friday. We start off. We have our Friday talk. I call this our in-between in partying time. So right when you get off work, right before you get dressed to go out and uh, party or do your happy hours, you got to have a little talk with me. So this is what we're going to do when we get out of this pandemic and y'all on y'all way. Let's, let's do let's do some debriefing. Let's talk to each other. Let's find out what's going on. Let's make sure we good. Make sure our health is fine. Let's talk about, uh, you know, the cats, the dogs, any of your, your birds. I don't care. But Fridays is before we go out and release for the weekend. Let's dump it right here. Let's talk about what's going on in the world. I got some great guests today. I'm going to wait till they get on. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. But every second Friday of the month is kind of our youth segment. So I got two people that's coming on that, that you should uh, be aware of. And they got some great insights. So I asked them to come on so I can have a conversation with them to make sure they're good. And, you know, just seeing what's going on with them and how they feel about all this stuff that's going on. All right. So my DSW update, I'm in week three. I got actually I got a paper due tonight at 3 a.m. in the morning. So after I do this, I'm gonna be humping. I got a couple more, a uh, couple more things to fine tune on it. It's in the final draft, but I go over it, rewrite it. I changed my topic. Well, it's still on the same lines, but I changed my topic. So my problem is now, uh, why don't more African American boys go to college? And I might ask one of our guests that because I know, I know his background a little bit. But why don't uh, some of our why don't more of our African-American boys go to college? How you feel about that? Like, should they go to college? Should they go another route? We know college is more expensive, but that's the problem in my DSW. Uh, my capstone is leaning to it. So I'm in defining the problem right now. So I'm looking for research. I might have to do interviews. So a whole bunch of things are going on to it. But I'm winding down into being able to be call myself a candidate after this semester. Yeah, that's that's important to me. As we do every week, make sure you get your mail-in ballot. It's a three-step process. You got to fill out for it. You have to get it back. You have to sign it. You can. There's several ways you can get it. You can go to the Board of uh, Elections. You can request it by text, or you can go online and find it. So it's several ways you can get it. We're trying to get everybody to get their mail-in ballot so they can sign it. One thing I want to give you that's important, too, is make sure it's black ink, not blue, or you'll be disqualified and, and, be, and they won't take your ballot. So make sure everything you do now, from now on, anything, no more blue ink, if it's an official document. An official document, make sure it's blue. I mean, not blue, and make sure it's uh, black ink, So especially for this election. October the 20th, I think they're trying to have everything else in. And then shortly after that, we got uh, early voting. So we'll be rumbling for that. And then, you know, November the 3rd, we got uh, the election. So September the 18th, I think, is our first presidential debate. No, 28th, not the 18th. September the 28th or the 29th. Don't quote me yet. But I know Felicia, there she go, as she always do. Our first presidential debate is September the 29th. It's right there on the screen. So don't forget that day. Go out and watch. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm expecting it to be hilarious. So let's, let's, let's just make that rock. Okay. I done talked enough. You know, I like to get the first five minutes of the show. Felicia, um, I, I don't know if Gerald's in yet, but if Gerald's in, bring Gerald on first, and then we're going to bring on B. So you, everybody knows that I like to do my uh, my black business or my black entrepreneur every week. And I graciously called this guy at the last minute like any other sound veteran of the game. He was able and willing to be able to come on here and let me shout him out for all the great things that he do. So, Gerald, every, like I do every week, tell the people how you know me, how you met me. I always tell them, tell them something good, nothing too bad. But some good things about me. And then I'm going to let you highlight yourself and then we're going to get into our talk tonight. 
Hey, first of all, it's all good. And um, it's a pleasure to be here this afternoon uh, with you and, and, and your audience on this platform. Uh, met Antoine a few years ago um, through mutual friends. Um, had the opportunity to do further work with him in the community. Um, it's always been, been a pleasure and has learned so much about, you know, what he stands for, what he advocates for, uh, how he moves, and just, uh, you know, what he stands on, which is greatness. Um, I've always admired the work he's been doing in the community. Um, and, and it's just, again, it's a pleasure to be on here with you. And it's a quick story. When I met Antoine, he just, he always tells a story that really touches me. And, um, again, it goes to be admired to be your, you know, just from, from a, from a father standpoint on everything you stand by, man. And just how, you know, uh, what you mean for your family and, um, and again, for the community. Man, I, I appreciate it. Listen, Gerald, I called you on because... This ain't it's my show, but it's it's really about the people that come on and right. you know, the, the people that's watching. We always trying to help somebody. And my second uh, every second uh, Friday, I try to kind of do something around youth. Okay. So this this is the first youth show, and I appreciate you coming. When I was like youth, I was like, ooh, let me see if Gerald can get on, see if he do his thing. So I want you and I can highlight your awesome organization. So I'm gonna let you talk about that. And Felicia's gonna put all that good stuff so they can find you. They want to help you and volunteer. But you go ahead and shout out your business, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Um, again, Gerald Jordan uh, from the Jacobs Ladder Youth Foundation. And we are a nonprofit that operates in the DMV, uh, 501C. Um, our mission is to reduce the number of juveniles entering and returning to the juvenile justice system. And uh, we do that, but we have a very aggressive approach uh, just to change the hearts and the mindsets of our participants and their families. Um, just real quickly, I mean, my background, grew up in Prince George's County, um, was educated, Prince George's County Public Schools, uh, graduated from uh, Bowie State University, shout out to BSU. Um, after that, I went on um, as a school teacher at Potomac High School. I think Antoine may have attended Potomac way back in the day, right? It was Fullsville. It was Fullsville. Don't do that. They might. Fullsville. Wrong, wrong, wrong hood, man. Wrong hood, man. I appreciate it. Wrong 2A school, but I get it. <laughs> Got you. And then um, after that, I uh, worked at, at the First National Bank of Maryland. I was like an investment banker. Really got into a lot of uh, financing and, and, and personal banking, which was my background and my major when I went to college. Um, I was a uh, Prince George's County police officer for 23 years been retired for a year and a half now. And then towards the end of my career with the police departments when, I, when we started uh, Jacob's Ladder. And, um, you know, the reason that I, that I wanted to start, I took it as a personal challenge to bridge that gap um, from, the, uh, from what I saw going on with the youth that we were just having constant encounters with and interaction with. And I just thought, it, you know, it was a lot more that they need to be exposed to. So I took that personal challenge, started Jacob's Ladder, and we've been doing great work in the community. I'm so proud of what we're doing. Um, we have a we have a, a reentry program uh, that we have weekly down at the Shelton Ham Youth Detention Center, um, aka Boys Village. And down there, we have a, a, a great reentry program, and we touch on recidivism. Um, we also do a, a Junior Workforce Academy, which is a program under Jacob's Ladder. Okay, and with that program, we just try to make sure that our, that our kids between the ages of 14 and 20 have a uh, mindset to uh, be employed and get and have a gainful career. And not only that, entrepreneurship. So we just, you know, really introduce them to entrepreneurship, personal finances, uh, financial literacy, because it's very important uh, from what we try to teach and instill. And the main thing right now that we're really focusing on when it comes down to our Junior Workforce Academy is just we, we want to make sure the participants and the young folks understand economics and the dynamics of it because i mean economics and your education that that creates opportunity and right now we just want to make sure that they're mindful of that so they can just take advantage of all the opportunities that might come their way um so again i'm very i just wanted to highlight a few of our you know initiatives that we have within jacob's lab i'm very again just proud of the work we're doing we've been doing a lot of COVID relief efforts in the area. Hope everybody's staying safe and healthy. Uh, but we've been doing a whole lot in the community um, as far as, you know, just donations and and just with hygiene products and with food 
um, you name it. We're always out in the community doing something, just trying to uh, make sure everybody's safe, healthy, and just trying to uplift the community as best we can. Man, that's why I wanted you on, man. I know, you know, over the last couple of years that we met, you know, if 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 you talk to Gerald for 10 minutes, you you inspired to do something. So I just appreciate you, man. I, I Everything that you've done for this population is amazing because I could have been in that population growing up. You know, I know many of my friends, we escaped some of it, but I got some friends that rolled through that population. And if they had something like this, it would have been it would have been helpful for them as they turn 30, 40, sometimes 45 and 50. But it would have been helpful. So continue doing your work, man. I appreciate it. Now, I'm going to bring uh, I'm going to bring in uh, one of my one of my uh, friend's son, who is an absolute powerhouse to me, college graduate, smart brother. And I was like, man, I need somebody to talk about what's going on out there with me and Gerald to have this conversation. So I'm going to bring on Brian. Hey, Felicia, could you bring on Brian for me, please? What's going on, B? How you doing, man? Hey, how you guys doing today? All is well. Man, hey, Brian, this is Gerald. I'm going to let Brian go ahead and introduce himself. Hey, B, like I ask everybody every Friday to tell the people how you know me. Go on and speak on what you want, and we're going to start our conversation for the next 35, 40 minutes, all right? Um, so I know Antoine through my mom, and uh, pretty much, you know, um, she's seen that how our lives pretty much were very similar. So she gave me his number, and he pretty much been like a mentor kind of in a kind of way. If I need any advice, if I need anything, he's always been there for me to talk to, and we have very similar political ideas and, 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 and ideals, so... You know, we always get to chop it up whenever we got the time. So that's how I know Antoine. And um, but I'm Brian Smith. Um, uh, just graduated from college a year ago from Clark Atlanta University, HBCU uh, in Atlanta. Um, work in biology. Um, I dabble in poetry. I dabble in policies and political ideas and philosophy. I dabble in a lo- little bit of everything. So. <laughs> Um, I'm always out looking out for the youth. Um, I guess to them, I'm considered the youth, uh, but it's a few people that, you know, I consider the youth and uh, that I'm always looking out for. And I'm pretty much a mentor too. And I try to make sure that they headed in the right direction. Um, that's just a little bit about me. All right, man. Hey, with, uh, hey, Gerald, Brian don't understand that I've been in his life his whole life. Since he was zero, like I think he was zero years old. Right. I've always been looking out, always asking about us. So I've always followed him. So no, that's not the first time you know me. Be <laughs> you probably remember that we've been yeah, yeah. all your life. Been watching you. Been so proud of you, especially when you went to school. I know I wasn't there. You ain't see me in front, but I was in the background. Hey, hey, when he needs something, he good. So just always been there for you because I've been super proud of you. I know your background. I know where you come from. I know the struggles of your mom, and I know how mm-hmm. proud she is to get you where you are, and we super duper. You just who you are as a as a man, man. You super smart, super smart brother. So I appreciate you coming on tonight, man. And yeah. listen, I'm gonna let this go. Like, I, how y'all feel about what's going on? I know, B Donald just Trump just said some things on yeah. You heard him? Right. Yeah. Feel about you feel um, about? I'm well. I have uh. I would say mixed feelings about it. So um, I literally was just having this conversation with someone, uh, you know, in a car from work. So, um, so, so first, I, I, and half of me feels like he said his comments about um, to calm down people. So when, in the other half, feel like he just a, 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 a politician and he'll say whatever he needs to say to get ahead. So, so I like playing devil's advocate with people because um, I feel like that's the best way to get into inside someone's brain and you can figure out how they thinking and what, what their next moves going to be by pretty much defending your enemy. So, um, so half of me is saying, okay, um, the country knows that this virus is about to hit. Some people are already panicking. Some people are already going crazy and we need people to meet somewhere in the middle. We need people to know that this is a very serious thing, but at the same time, we need people to, um, calm down and, and do things in an orderly way. So everybody was on the, all the way on the other side of, of the spectrum. Everybody was going crazy, buying everything, panicking. So they probably had the president get on stage and tell everybody it's not as serious as they think. 
to calm people down, have people meet somewhere in the middle. Another half of me is saying uh, this man probably did this because uh, he wants to he'll say anything to get ahead, anything to make him look better. You know, uh, so for him, it was, oh, China couldn't handle this, but we can. So to us, this is nothing. But to them, this is very difficult, you know. And then, he, and then he had a bad roll of the dice. He thought that it was going to be something very small and might pass through. Um, he knew how serious it was, but he probably thought it was like how, how Obama handled Ebola. He probably thought he was going to be able to handle it like that, and it didn't work out that way. Now he got to pay the consequences of that. Hey, Gerald, did you hear, you hear his comments, Gerald? Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. And um, you know, I mean, just, just right now in the day of being transparent, um, you know, he, he should have, in my opinion, just um, he should have done just that. He should have been transparent about what was going on. I'm mean, at the same time. I mean, just make sure he delivered the message as early as possible um, from his from his doctors when he came down to the whole, um, you know, social distancing, how to calm the spread and slow the spread after giving providing the correct information, and then you know making sure that we knew that we, you know that, that America knew that we need to start wearing masks and we need to start just making sure we had the spacing within the physical distance. Uh, but again, the transparency is the key. I mean, right now we're in a world of transparency. That's what it's about. Telling the truth, being accurate, being timely. Let's do that. Everybody needs to respect that. Everybody needs to follow that. But then also just following the guidance of the doctors that he has on the staff. I, I agree. I agree. But OK, hey, B, one more one more political question. And I'm going to back off on you because I haven't talked to you anymore. So. Have you been hearing anything? Are they up? They down? They going to vote? They not going to vote? You hearing anything um, on the I, Be honest with you, every every person I know has been very active about going out and voting and getting other people to go out and vote. So I know I know my crowd of people and, and the people around my age and probably a little bit younger are, are going out to vote. Um, I'm 25, you know, so so people around that age, people probably around 18 to 21, that they're they're not only are they going out to vote, but they're currently right now protesting pretty much anything that they can protest. So, um, and 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 it's all about black business right now, and it's all about trying to um, trying to change the system, whatever whatever set system they see that's not right. So, and and that's pretty much the youth eyes right now, and 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 I appreciate it because. Um, to me, it's like it's no answers to this. Like all the rules that have been set have been made up by previous people. At the same time, I feel like it's nothing new under the sun. But at the same time, you also have to know when it's time to change something and when it's time to adapt new ways towards, you know, certain systems and certain ideals. And I feel like that's what the youth is about right now. That, that's that's good to hear. What about your end, Gerald? I know you you work with a population that that's tough and they don't, they don't trust a lot. Man, you hearing anything about? how to vote and how things going on today? Well, from, from what I'm hearing, everybody's is on board, uh, you know, all hands on deck. Um, so we just hope that, you know, come election day, um, that, that folks are still motivated and encouraged um, to get out there and make it happen. Um, I mean, you know, if they're going to vote in person, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to be long lines. Uh, the wait's going to be, you know, tremendous. But despite all that, we can't make excuses. Um, you know, we've got to get up in the morning on election day and make our vote count. Absolutely. I got a meeting after this that's going to pretty much talk about how we're going to get out and vote on the Democratic Central Committee side. That's a whole nother process, but we're we going to figure out how we're going to be able to, to get, uh, we've been looking at the seniors and how we're going to be able to get them mail-in ballots or be proxies for them or use all these different strategies in order for them because we know we know in the past that that the seniors are the ones that get out and they go out and they vote physically. So with the ability for them not to be able to do that and our president and governor making it tough for them to get mail-in ballots to send it in, we're going to have a little uphill battle. Another thing that, and I'm, I really want to get off politics, but I know it's hot right now. So another thing is that um, I don't think, and it's for everybody that's watching, I don't think we understand that it's not, this vote's not going to be we're not going to get an elect and a president elected on the same night like they normally do. We don't have to wait because they got to count all these ballots. It's going to be states that's going to be waiting on ballots. The absentee ballot is going to be different than it's been in the past. So 
I know I don't, we don't know how it's going to be called, and hopefully um, it was a law passed, and I wish I had it. I might bring it up next week. I'm going to look it up. Well, it was a law right after the last election where they were looking into making sure that the electoral, electoral college voted the same as the popular vote. And I don't know how far it got through the House or if it got through the Senate, but that was brewing. So hopefully it'll be either in effect or already in effect. But I'll do that research and make sure I get that out there, too. So it's definitely going to be interesting. It's definitely a, a it's, this is a, a life changing. Like we going through one of those times in, in history where we're going to have to look back and be like, man, that really, really affected you know, that's this 9-11 type changes right here where voting is going to be changing because it's the way we're doing it online, uh, how we we're in this pandemic, how we work, work and operate, how stores is operating, how people are talking to each other. We ain't giving up fives no more. We gapping up and stuff like that. Like this, this 2020 is going to be that year where we look back and be like, man, that that changes the scope of it. we got to do business like we like we know we need to be. New business now, I should say. But that's it. I'm tired of politics. I know y'all probably talk. So y'all go. What's good? What's good? Anybody? Anything? I'm I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone because I can talk politics all day. So hey, you know what? <laughs> I mean, I just 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 take a plug at a few things here, man. Just as as where we are as a community, just the um, you know, just this the anxiety and and the tension that's going on. That's one thing. Uh, with our participants that you know that we're talking to right now so we're taking the pause we're taking the time out uh with the junior workforce academy with our normal curriculum and our normal path and we're really just checking folks mentals man just to make sure they're okay just to make sure they understand right now there are stressful times i mean i mean with everything going on in the black communities with everything going on politically with everything going on with the coronavirus I mean, I mean, you know, we, we, you know, we, we're not used to this. Like you say, 2020 has been something else. So, you know, there's always underlying factors to why folks, you know, behave or react to certain things. And, you know, they might not always, you know, respond appropriately or their best. But a lot of times right now, when the anxiety is running high the way it is, that's what we're trying to make sure we're doing. So, again, we're slowing some things down. We're checking out our folks. We're trying to keep them encouraged and keep them motivated. I mean, because you can see in the black communities, I mean, frustrations are so high because, you know, folks feel hope is lost. And, you know, we stress just, you know, just maintaining your hope and continuing just to, you know, again, just stay motivated. Because when hope is lost, I mean, you know, folks just, you know, they have no reason to get up. They have no reason to keep going forward. OK, I mean, you know, it's just it's, it's, it's endless. It's just extreme frustration. And right now, the black community, I mean, you know, we just can't take one more hit. We can't take another hit. We, we're at a breaking. We had, we're beyond the breaking point. OK, so that stress and that anxiety is real. And it's going on with everybody. I mean, look, if 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 you, if, if you live in the black community, if you are black, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're being affected somehow, some way. All right. So, I mean, it's, we we're just trying to make sure that. Everybody in our program is checking themselves and making sure they're good. Okay. And if not, we're just trying to make sure they know who to talk to, how to communicate and how to express themselves. Cause we just don't want to see them, you know, respond inappropriately to a point that they just can't get it back. So I, I rebuttal you, Gerald, because, you know, we, we say, you know, I hear, you know, we got black on black crime. Like last week we got, the, you know, things happen. Little kids getting shot, 11 year olds getting shot and killed in the street. Like, parties getting shot up. Like, you're saying, hey, y'all ain't, this is the dumbest thing in the world. If y'all ain't taking care of your community, then I, I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to do if they saying we're not taking care of our own community. How they supposed to take care of us, which is. Well, let, let me just let me just because we don't say nothing about when they shooting up their communities. And, yeah, let me let me just respond. Fires and all that crazy stuff. But anyway, but B, you want you got something to say on it, B? I believe. Um. Yeah, I, I do. I do see it in the people. You know, the people I talk to, and even myself at times, where like I feel like it's just a new. It's a new. 
like 2020 has been like a new new normal. Like I was just talking about how if you wake up, say you woke up in a coma and you woke up today from from a long God forbid, but you woke up today from a long coma and and and, and you went and experienced the world and everything. There's riots everywhere. California's on fire and uh, the president saying ridiculous stuff and you, you wouldn't know you wouldn't know what's going on. Corona coronavirus killed over 160,000 people. What? Like you you wouldn't know you know. You couldn't go down and, and go shop at, at the grocery store the same way you did before a coma, you know. So, 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 so it's a new world. Like we living in a completely new world, and, and in some ways it's scary, and in some ways, you know, you gotta just adapt. And, and, and for me, it's about being, um, being somebody that can 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 help other people get through it. We got like it's the time where, where you see who really leaders in the world and who who really can, um, I guess you know make a change and make a difference. Um, that's how I feel about it. Hey, um, well, you know, speaking of, of leader, B, I, one thing we didn't say, I didn't say earlier, hey, uh, in the height of this, Gerald, Brian led a march in one of the Black Lives Matters marches downtown. Like, the video was on, it was, it used to be on my page, I don't know if it's still floating around, I'm gonna have to bring it back up. But I never talked to you about, man, how it make you feel, how, what happened after it, like, you know, talk about that, tell everybody what you did, Tell everybody, you know, how it went down and then, you know, tell me, tell me the, the outcome from it. Um, so, so I just went, um, went uptown, went, went over to the, uh, National Mall and, and, um, we went out in March, March, you know, I led the March, uh, we, it was a March for, for freedom. Uh, we stood in front of the mayor's office in DC and, uh, we marched and I gave a speech. It was a poem and it was a speech, but, um, I just felt in that moment, I felt like it, I felt. I felt the hopelessness that that's felt by I feel that's felt by a lot of African American males in America, and it, and it's a, and it's a it's a, it's a hopelessness, and uh, like I said, you know my background, so so you know where I come from, and you know um, what I've been through pretty much my entire life. You know my grandma, so so you know me. So um, so it's been a lot of times in my life where I felt that hopelessness of not being able to do anything or feeling like you're not able to do anything. And um, from that hopelessness, to me, I got out of it and I felt uh, I felt my drive and my motivation to get through. But in that moment, I, I felt those who, who see everything, who see black men die, who see innocent black people die, who see how black people are treated in America and black people are treated differently in America. And those who feel like there's nothing they can do about it, they, they feel like they don't have the finances. And, and, and I think one, I think somebody said, why, why don't black males go to college? Because they, they have to live through that hopelessness every day. They have to live through that hopelessness and they have to figure out how simple things like, okay, uh, I woke up this morning. How am I going to put food on my table? I woke up this morning. My mom not feeling well. How am I going to make sure she okay? You know, I woke up this morning. My little sister need to get dressed for school and I can't even worry about me going to college, college. What's college if I got to make sure my mom, my sister, and my family's okay? And some people can't see 5, 10, 15 years down the line. They can't, they can't see tomorrow. They don't even know if they're going to see tomorrow. So that I felt that hopelessness and how sometimes, poli well, a lot of times police brutality and, and how we're treated in America affects us. And I, and I felt like I needed to go do something about it. So I went out, out there, gave a speech, and those were my emotions during that time. So, and that's that was going through my mind. And after the speech, um, I felt I felt liberated in a way because it was something I always wanted to do, but I um, wasn't able to do it. And I always felt like my voice wouldn't be heard. And in that moment, my voice was heard. So, um, and, and encouraged me to have other people who 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 see differently than me, who might not see the world like I do, go out and speak and give your point of view and tell your story. Because it, it's liberating, and, and, and you never know who you're affecting by telling your story. Facts, and I, that's why I wanted you to share, man. Because I think I talked to you before, and I think right before you went out, I was telling you just be careful, make sure mm -hmm. because we out here, be careful, but right. get all in, understand it, because we're never gonna get this time back. Like this is a, this is a, a pivotal moment in in race, mm -hmm. and, and if you have an opportunity to go out there and do your part, jump on it and take up. Proud of you, like I said before, major, like if, if, if I can find it and I pull it back up, I might ask your mom to send it to me again, because I know she still got it. That way mm -hmm. we can share it and let everybody see it. But man, like, 
I, I wish I was out there. I'm not the marcher. I said that. I said, <laughs> I'm going to do this. We're going to have conversations and all that good stuff. And I'm right. going to do that. And I can. Right? Powerful, powerful. Hey, 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 Gerald, at 25, 24, was you out marching? Because I know you, that's police academy age, ain't it? What's that? <laughs> yeah, that's police academy age, definitely. I, I wasn't marching, so definitely, Brian, keep it up. Keep advocating. That's what it's about. We, we need it. Um, and I, I applaud your efforts. It's 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 funny and weird. Like um, Gerald, man, I tell I told Brian that me and him, uh, when I share some of the things that I went through in life and the path that I go, I even though he got it tough, I said, boy, you are still ten times better than I was at this particular age. Like I never would like I, I was on it, but not like he's on it. So it's it's amazing to watch him from afar to be like, man, I, I can't wait to see what's next. Like, if you're doing this now at 25, B, I can't wait to see you at 35. I can't wait to see you at 40. And this is what they talk about. This is what we miss in black males. And for the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of doing a black male segment, I guess not on purpose, but on purpose type of thing, because we all walk different lives in different ages at different points. We did a mentorship last week, uh, Gerald, where I had Steen on, because, you know, Steen is my mentor. So I had Steen on, and I brought another one of my mentees on, and we all just talked about how it looks and how black men can help each other through. And <clears throat> Brian, me and, me and uh, Gerald is in a, a men's group, which I ain't been to in a while. I guess we can't meet up like we used to. But we sit down and we just chop, chop it up about the Bible, chop it up about how we can help each other, tell stories, and give each other kind of scriptures of, how to get through it. And we do it via, I think we got a group me chat, stuff like that. But just to be able to say that iron sharpens iron. It's like, this is why I'm told you I'm always open. Even if I don't have an answer, I'm going to find somebody who got an answer because it's out there. There's nothing new under the sun. We just got to find out how we're going to make it ours, how we're going to flip it into what we needed to be. And we're going to change, we're going to change this world into either they're going to like us or they're going to move to Mars. Like, if y'all are making Jupiter a planet because it got water, then I'm okay. I don't have enough money to get to Jupiter. I'll take Earth and you roll to Jupiter if that's what your outcome is. Or let's just all do what we're supposed to do and be people and see each other as human beings. And that's what we ought to be chasing. And we've been trying to fight that for over 400 years and it's still a fight. So I, I, I can't, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to keep pushing it and plugging along. I'm going to keep finding brothers like y'all to talk to y'all, you know, give my words and, of encouragement and keep doing what you're doing. But proud of both of y'all. This is fun. Uh, hey, Gerald uh, Law, what's his name? What's his first name? Jamal Law. Jamal. I couldn't think of it. Really need to tell him. I need to get him on, too, because okay. he gave me some financial nuggets okay. uh, one week. that I'm. So tell him, reach out to me so we can okay. schedule him to come on so we All can right. talk the financial piece of okay. us getting back on track as a as a, as okay. a rate. I'll take care of that. Okay. <clears throat> that his name when we was talking about it, his name pops in my head. Yes. So uh let's see, what else? I don't got nothing. I'm I'm good. I talked to um did you see the, the, the football game? Oh yes. You see the football game? Right. You see the uh so, saw Watson upset that he ain't got his number one target. Oh yeah! <laughs> no, but, but, but the, the the beginning of the football game, I, it, it caught my eye when when uh, one of the teams decided not to come out and, and uh, stand for the march. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch that! I came in like in, when it was already started. Which one? Okay. Was it Patrick? Uh, he got five hundred million. No, it was the Texans. It was the Texans. Yeah, no, five hundred million to keep yeah, it all. <laughs> yeah, no. When the Texans decided to stay in the locker room, and they kind of gave like a little speech about why they decided to stay in. So, but uh, it was it was it was a it was a thing for people. Like they didn't they didn't they didn't like that at all. A lot of people. I think they even got booed uh, at the beginning of the game because they didn't come out. So, um, NFL fans are different. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. NFL fans are different. They different. Uh, So that's sports. Sports is how we get this stuff across. And I, mm-hmm. I just if all if all the black players stop playing, they don't have a league. Like right. y'all right. just just chill out. Just don't play a season. And and that's hard to say because somebody tell me not to go to my job and get my paycheck. 
And you know what I'm saying? I get it. Like right. still at paycheck, still at work. But if they if they just stop, if we take the 75, 80% of black players and they go over and play in their own league and figure their own league out, they don't have a league. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not going to work. They ain't got enough white players to play football. Unless they move to the league. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I didn't Like I, I understand that I see that and I and I know uh like I, I guess their problem is standing for the national anthem. Like I seen someone say on there about um like like we just average Joe's going to work. We don't want to have to deal with <laughs> that was the comment. We don't want to have to deal with uh social injustice. We just want we pay tickets just to see the game. So we don't have to deal with social justice. So I feel like there's a lot of people in the world right now that's want that that still want to hide from the realities of the world. You know. They don't want it to be coronavirus, you know, it's coronavirus. They don't want it to be, you know, black people dying, you know, it's black people dying. They don't want it. And and that's another thing. This is one more topic to add, like, you know, about about being able to face what's actually right right in front of you. Um, And it's something I try to tell people a lot. Like, you can't run from what's in front of you, whether that's personal demons or the problems of your neighbor. You you, you have to face those. You have to face those front on and and deal with those or it's going to come back to haunt you in some way. So and that's that's something I, I preach myself uh, and to myself and I try to preach to those around me. And and I'm watching people do it. It's like you said, football football fans are different. So yeah, you know. the basketball basketball NBA is doing a good job of at yeah. least showing that hey, hey, Black Lives Matter. But their mm-hmm. their fans are different. They're like right. like two different leagues. They've mm-hmm. always been kind of pro pro protest or activist. Right. right. For a long time, so it's not new for them. But the football billionaire owners, they ain't, they nah, nah, they like. Oh, and nah. I played football in high school, uh, pretty much all four years in high school. So I, I, I know the structure. Of football is more of a disciplined sport, whereas though uh, basketball is more a rebellious sport. Where we're gonna come out with all these tattoos, we're gonna wear baggy shorts, and we're gonna wear the new Jordans. We're gonna play in the new Jordan, you know. So. They don't have to wear face masks with football. But it's definitely more, it's more expressive. It's more right. free expressive. Because mm-hmm. you, you can see their faces. You don't right. have helmets on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more free. So it's it's just different. It's, it's just a yeah. different sport. But right. I like it. like it. Mm-hmm. I got the Lakers and the Clippers being really good in a couple weeks. I can't wait for that to happen when LeBron, I need LeBron. I, actually, I don't like the Lakers, but I need LeBron to win this one for Kobe because mm-hmm. Kobe was kind of an inspiration. Like over, he wasn't better than Jordan, so we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I mean, this year, man, this year we done lost a lot of legends. This year, man. we lost a lot of legends this year, man. This yeah. 2020 is going to go down as uh, a very record-breaking year. We lost a lot of legends. How you feel? How you feel about the Chadwick Boseman uh, loss, uh, J- uh, Gerald? You, 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 Black Panther fan? Yeah, yeah, tremendous loss. I mean, tremendous guy. You know, great. I mean, just everything he did, it just turned test. Everything he touched turned to gold. So I mean, uh, tremendous loss for our society. Um, so you know, may may rest in peace. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, he did he did great things while he was here. Um, so you know, he he he'll truly be missed. Yeah, it's 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 when you go back. Like I know we got some memes and stuff going out. It's like he had some of the the best friends ever because they held a four-year secret. Like, how many of your friends going to hold a secret for you for four years and nobody ever find out? This man had cancer for four years and he was going through this stuff and right in front of us, still being an inspiration, still saying the things, still taking on roles, you know, giving us all this light. And his friends are had to be dealing with so much pain watching him go through this and knowing his struggle and they can't tell nobody that he's doing all this because he's probably like, nope, it ain't coming out. We gonna be okay. We gonna fight it alone, and we'll we'll make it work. But yeah. he he definitely was an inspiration. And one more thing, because we wind it down a little bit. But Brian, you, the college aspect, and I'm glad I'm. This is personal because I'm going into my capstone. Into my, I'm going into. Hey, I'm going. My auntie always following. I love her. Um, she, we're going into. I'm going to get my doctoral degree, so I'm, I'm stepping into that 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 realm where I'm 
why I'm, and I know the emotional behavioral aspects of why black boys don't go to college because I've rolled that lines with some of the things you shared before and I talked to some of the people. But B, when you get there though, when you get there, you understand and Gerald, you too at a HBCU, it's a different world of education than elementary school, junior high school, and high school. Like it's different. So how we get more boys there, B, what do I need to do to get more boys? Um, uh one, I would just take them like so one thing, so I was just talking to my sister about this well, where she was saying like her daughter wants to be um rich and she told her if you want to be rich go to college and then i told her i had to, i had a little side conversation about like the richest people in the world dropped out of college like, like but but it's like but it's you know it's like okay yeah yeah tell her she definitely does need to go to college and uh and, and get a college education but just sit them around people that's in college people in college especially hbcus love talking to kids that's coming up love seeing the next generation that's coming in Trying to get them to, to fill their their shoes, it's, especially in the college I was at Clark Atlanta. It was so many people that wanted other people to come in and fill their shoes that they wanted to um that they, they would bring them in. They would go to the local middle school, go to the local high schools, and bring them to the college and just have them uh, shadow them for a day. A lot of people don't know how much of a difference it is actually going to college and living the college experience. So. Uh, so I believe that's a good way. If someone came and took me from my high school for a day and said, we're going to go, you know, down to University of Maryland or, you know, we're going to go down to GW or something. We're just going to walk around, look at the girls. You're going to come with me to class and, you know, just to see how it is and see how, like, okay, you not you graduate, you might go to trade school or something. It's not the same as going to college and getting that higher level education and living on your own and experiencing life really to me for the first time. So a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, but girl, girl, I don't know how you went to school. I, I, I know when I went down to Livingstone, okay, I didn't I don't know everybody know that, but I went to Livingstone College, so I went to HBCU. So we are all HBCU grads on the line. So um, when I went down to Livingstone, I thought I knew I was already working, had a job, and at car and my mom was giving me freedoms that I had in high school that I shouldn't have had. We had this conversation, but I had some learned experience living in the Prince George's County area, the DMV area. When I got to college, it was still an eye opener that I don't know some stuff or I'm learning what's going on. Like it was different, but how how you feel about getting more black boys to that atmosphere? Because I I say all the time it saved my life. Oh well, it's definitely needed. Um, I think we need to these days reach reach mm -hmm. earlier um, as far as making sure they're on that college track. Um, a lot of times, you know, we might start you know in high school when you're a junior or a senior. You know, I think we need to start a little earlier. Definitely middle school, if not transitioning to middle school. I mean, the the you know the earlier you expose. Um, you know, the, the more motivated and encourage you, you know, with anything to, to do. So I think we can, to, you know, reach them younger. I think the home structure is very important to encourage uh, college, you know? Um, you know, of course, your friends, whoever you're hanging out with, your peers, uh, whatever, you know, extracurriculars after school. Um, I think you just need to be around, you know, like-minded people um, and just want to achieve. And I will say this, even just just the track in school, you know, if you're academics and, you know, what, however they say, whatever grade level you're on and whatever classes you're in, you know, AP classes and all that good stuff. Hey, look, you know, you don't have to always be in these AP classes and high level classes. I mean, I, look, I've never used Pi Squared one day in my life. OK, I mean, the upper level maps and, you know, none, I mean, I'm just I'm just being for real. I think they need to revamp the education. Definitely financial literacy, entrepreneurship needs to be taught more. Um, definitely, I'm, I'm a proponent of college. Now, don't get me wrong. Both of my kids have master's degrees, you know, so I'm a proponent. But I will say this. Today is so non-traditional. Um, we can consider positive and different alternatives. Um, you know, the way folks are getting student loans, a lot of times at the end of the day, it's almost like the jobs that's out there and available and they're pursuing and, and ultimately getting, sometimes the juice isn't worth that squeeze when you look at it at the end of the day. 
So when I say all that, I'm not discouraging education. I'm a strong proponent of it. Don't get me wrong. But today we're so non-traditional and we have to keep that entrepreneur mindset to control our own destinies. Okay. I mean, and not to get long-winded, last point, when I was going to college, it was almost set up for me. Both of my parents were educators. They went to college. So I was going to college. Wasn't no doubt about that. All right. When I went to college, I didn't even know what I wanted to major in. It took me a minute to get myself together, get my grades straight, and I graduated. Turned out to be all right. Okay. But I say all that to say, again, this is not as traditional. Back then, man, you graduate from college, you go get you a federal federal employment job, which is all good. I mean, you work there for 60 years and then you retire. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that track. But these days, we, we can go get it. Yeah. Hey, yeah, well, sure. listen, I am, I'm just excited about, because cause you're absolutely right, right? Because I know my, my youngest son, my oldest son, college wasn't for him. He might go back and get some, some education. But college needs to be remembered. It costs too much. It's not for us as a people. And I don't feel like we go there for the education. It took, I, I had three majors, Joe, by the time. <laughs> before I, I nailed mine down. But I nailed it down and I got out thinking I was going to get some money because everybody was telling me this is the way to go. But definitely how we talk about school and like you said, we train. We need to start it off a little bit. But the, if the, I think the growing up part that HBCUs give mm -hmm. versus our counterparts for us as a, a people, when you get to get all, get, get back Go by yourself and learn how to navigate navigate the cab, navigate your last twenty dollars, navigate your last gas money, navigate. Hey, how I'm gonna work financial aid? How I'm gonna make sure they give me the right type of money? Make sure I um, get up and go to school. Like that learning curve on that end, the entrepreneurial side not gonna give you that. It's gonna teach you some things. But I feel like this is me as a as a person. That it's going to give you that. And we still got to fix it across the board. And this is the prime time. 2020 is a prime time to start looking at every system that's going on in our country to be able to try to throw a hand at it and fix it on that end. So I don't know, but we, we in here. I like it. I like it. I'm having, I'm, I didn't say, I mean, I'm doing the show from North Carolina. I had a buddy of mine, his father passed away. So I'm here. And they they calling me. So every time they call me, they're kicking me out of the show. <laughs> like, come on, guys. But they call me. So, but guys, listen, it's three minutes till 50 after. We don't have to go the whole hour. It be anything you want to share before we start wrapping up, man. Um yeah, well, first I want to uh, thank both of y'all for you know giving me the opportunity to come on here and say my piece. And uh, thank you, Antoine. Thank you for everybody in the background who, who helping him make this happen right now. Uh, and um, not, no, I just want to say that, you know, in these times of chaos, uh, everybody try to find your peace, try to make sure that, you know, you have your peace. And, uh, and, and then one hard lesson that I had to learn was uh, that I want everybody out there that's listening to learn is you can't help other people until you help yourself. So Go ahead and make sure you good before you go out there and try to inspire and help other people. So that that's all I would like to say. Hey man, thank you, man. Gerald, anything you gotta say before we get up out of here? Nah, I'm gonna close on Brian's words, man. He said it so well. We'll we'll leave it right there. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the hell good. I wanna right, thank, well, you. Listen, thank man, you. I well. appreciate you both. I really, really do. I know I called both of y'all at the last minute because people that we had on before. But thank y'all for answering my call, <laughs> coming on, giving everybody a, a great, great show, man. I, every Friday, so next week, tune in. But uh, tell Mr. Law or Gerald that I'm going to need him next Friday. We come on and talk about how we can uh, talk some more finances, because I don't think we shared anything finance-related on how we can help our young people. I'm okay. sure B want to know how he's going to be able to be a millionaire with some stocks and bonds and all that stuff, some real estate, <laughs> and give him some tips so we can, you know, we can pass this knowledge on. Because B, we sitting on a wealth of knowledge, man, but us as black people sometimes we don't share. So this is, we're going to try to share as much as we can so you can be good, man. You can live on and not be in, you know, that's your, your latter years can be more prosperous than your early days. So 
that's all we here for, man. I appreciate you both. I'm gonna go ahead and sign off, man. Listen, for everybody out there, remember to vote. Uh, get your mail in ballots. The text is across the screen. BB seven seven eight seven 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 eight eight BBM. It'll give you your online uh, application to get your mail in ballot. Make sure it's in black ink. Make sure it's in black ink. Make sure it's in black ink. So we don't want no foolishness through our counterparts or whoever you are. I don't care if you voted for Democrat, Republican, Independent, Independent, Libertarian, abortion. I don't care. Make sure you vote this year. Take somebody with you. Um, I was listening to a show, Coach Terry. Shout out to Coach Terry. As Coach Terry said, said one plus three. So take if you going, go get three of your friends and take them, and then all y'all do the same. We multiply these numbers to the poll. We have a good victory. Uh, leave some comments down in the chat. Let me know right now what you need, uh, what you need to hear. What you want to talk about? Who should I bring on? Uh, which way to go with this thing? Like you, you saw, we started on Facebook Live, really couldn't hear. Then we moved to StreamYard. Now I can can get two and three and four people. I think I get up to ten people on the line. One day we'll have that have that chat. Uh, go back and look at some of the old lives just in case you missed something. It might be some information that's in there that you can share with some of the other people. And let's keep this thing pushing, man. Be safe out there. Still in the pandemic. Wear your mask. Take your hand sanitizer. You know, six feet uh, for social distancing. Do as much as you can. Think. Don't think about yourself. Think about the next person. Don't think about yourself. Think about that person is vulnerable in somebody else's house. And that's how I try to carry. Like this. I know. I know some people don't think it's real, but it's still over one hundred and ninety thousand deaths in the United States of America. That's a lot. Just because it's not you right now, it could be you one day. And it could be somebody in your love. Everybody's being affected differently. So just take care of yourself out there. Be, hey, man, we love you. We are grateful that y'all show up. I love the comments. Thank you for hitting me personally on my line, telling me to keep doing it. Keep motivating me. Like I am, tip, I am typically not excited too much to to share but I, i'm really excited now because i even brought my little setup all the way to north carolina with me. hey but you gotta keep it going every friday night you know time we start 5 30 to 6 30 we're gonna end a little earlier today because the two guys we had on was awesome so thank you gerald again thank you brian again for answering my call at the last minute i appreciate y'all all right guys till we see you next week Friday night, the in, in between time, right before you get up, when you get off work and right before you go to that party, you're going to have come have a chat. Talk to you later.